Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown. Tonight, I am joined by the entire suite of brothers, Sans One. I've got Scott, Sam, and JK here. What we're going to be doing, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. We are going to be doing a tier list, God help us, and we are going to try and give our thoughts regarding the comparative strength of the primaries that have been released so far, not the primaries that have been spoiled. We're not going to be talking about Plo or Luke or the new Vader. Before we get into that, just a few quick introductory items. Oh, and in connection with that, this episode is going to be primarily, hopefully, viewed on YouTube, which we have also just started up. Scott has got that going. So if you're listening on Spotify, that's awesome. We will try and make it as accessible as possible for an audio-only format. But you should head over to YouTube to the Zion's Finest YouTube channel. We will have a link for it in the show notes. And then you can watch it there. Okay, so introductory items. First off, most important, as I said in last week's episode, JK has created this Google sheet, Google form, I'm sorry. And what the Google form is, is it is a very easy way for players to upload the results of their games. It is not a replacement for long shakes. It is simply a way after your games are over, you can very quickly upload your list, your opponent's list if you'd like, and that would be helpful to help us avoid duplication and also get more data. And that's it. And we have talked about maybe being able to import some of this into long shanks. We might, but really it's just so that we can have as wide of a picture as possible as to what's going on with the meta, with the players that we know and that are playing. So check that out. It's pinned in the general chat. On October 14th, Demo is having their Xi-Fi tournament. It's going to be super awesome. We're hoping to have 10 to 12 players there. We're going to have custom tokens and swag. So October 14th, it starts. I think the plan currently is for it to start at one o'clock. So more more details for that are on the Slack. LVO, keep plugging that. Let me know if you're going to be able to bring Painted Terrain. We have not done this yet. We want to do this soon, where we're going to record an episode talking about the spoilers from mini, the mini extravaganza. There was a lot that was spoiled. I don't know if there is more that is going to be spoiled. I am sure that we will eventually be getting, obviously we'll be getting more information. The, the big ones were there's a new Vader coming down, which we knew about, but we saw his card. Uh, Jedi Luke, it looks very awesome. So we will eventually be doing an episode on that. Anyway, you should check the general chat if you have questions regarding uh, the new figures that were released. Okay, now, this episode is a little bit of an experiment, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. What we're going to do is I am sharing my screen. I have this beautiful Google, not Google, this Excel doc that I have created. And as we're discussing what I'm going to do, we're going to have this free-ranging discussion regarding our where we think that these primaries deserve to be on a rank of S, A, B, C, and D. So obviously, if you're listening on Spotify, you can't see my screen. But we will make this, you will, you will hear what we will make our arguments, and all you are going to miss is going to be the visualization of where everything goes. So just so, you, just so you're aware, that is what we're going to be doing. What we're going to do is we, we have left this a little bit ambiguous regarding what it means to be an S character, an A character, a B, a C, and a D. The reason why is because I think we have a little bit of, not disagreement, but we just have different perspectives regarding what we think that means. So, for example, I have, we've all played a lot of Marvel Snap, and one of the famous Marvel Snap content creators, his name is Jeff Hoogland, he has this tier ranking system where he talks about cards being flexible and powerful, flexible and narrow, narrow and fine, 
flexible and fine, right? And so the idea is where these cards slot. It's not necessarily, oh, this is the best card in the game, but this card can go in a lot of decks and it does really well in lots of decks. Or this card goes in a few decks. And, you know, anyway, that has been, that has kind of my rubric for analyzing things. Scott's is a little bit different. Everyone's is a little bit different. So instead of trying to pin it down, we're just going to have this free ranging discussion, ongoing discussion where we're going to look at these units and talk about them. First off, we're talking about Lord Maul. Okay, so I am leading it off on this one. I think that Maul is an A character. And here's my reason why. Maul is not the best in class at all. He is not, he, he's not a primary that can be put in any list and make it better. He is, however, an extremely strong offensive control piece that, that with excellent displacement, guaranteed displacement, and he just has a lot, a, a very strong disruptive effect. So I would say that he is A, bordering B, but because his economy, of, he also has this incredible economy ability. My, maybe one of the best economy abilities in the game, just baseline. So with that being the case, I think he is an A character, but I shall open it up. What do you guys think? Is he an A? Oh, I, I absolutely agree. I think I would solidly put Maul as an A primary. He does not have as much support. He doesn't have the the real list impact to, to take him up to S tier, but yeah. he his force economy makes him a good option if you have a force poor list. He has great movement. He has really solid offensive capabilities. He's a problem for your opponents. I think, yeah, he, he lacks the bit to get ace. I wouldn't even call him on the border of B. I'd say exactly A. Yeah, and I have one more thought on that, is that one other of Maul's strengths is I think that he is an excellent premier figure in that he's super flexible and can be put in a in one of your four lists. He, he's not gonna, going to be a handicap in that sense. Yeah, I think that's a major part, is that he can go in any faction anywhere and perform well. So yeah. that his rating, where you said maybe he's a B, maybe that's the case if you're just playing two squads. But in Premier, I think he's solidly an A, perhaps even for me, up to S in Premier because of the flexibility that he brings. So I yeah. think A is a very good rating for where he is. The, the funny thing is, if we go to that Hoogland rating, he is, I think, the epitome of strong and flexible. You can put him with mm. any other Premier, and that other Premier, or I mean Primary, and the primary gets better because they have full access to force. That being said, Perfectly. if the other primary, he doesn't lift the other primary up as to, to be an S tier. He just lets the other primary be what the other primary is. And I think there's other figures that make the other primary better. And we'll talk about yeah. the one person that I think we're all thinking of in just a second. Yeah, that's a great point. I also think just in terms of a general philosophy of ranking, my thought is typically, unless the game is just strangely out of balance, that you should have this pyramid where there is fewer S's and fewer D's, you know, more A's and C's, and then kind of everyone's in the B. And I mentally just kind of naturally calibrate around that system. So I might be a little more willing to knock somebody down if it, just in the sense of making sure I think that it's balanced. And that's just a natural bias that I have. And so I'm glad that we're all able to discuss this. I think that's kind of a natural response for everybody is to think if we're doing a tier, if everyone's S and or everyone's D, that doesn't really tell you a whole lot. 
So anyway, that is just a comment that I wanted to make. Does anyone else have any closing thoughts on Maul? I think we're all pretty in agreement on Maul. Yeah. Maul's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. All right, Scott, tell us, tell us about Padme. Cool. So Padme, uh, in a previous episode, I did sort of like say, hey, Padme's not as great as Cad Bane. Uh, and now I've played with Padme and Cad Bane, and I can say I think Padme is more solid than I gave her initial credit for. I, I didn't think she'd be bad. Uh, I put uh, Padme in the A tier alongside Maul, although I would say close, like she is below Maul. Um, okay. Not that we're delineating. Uh, her her flexibility is a little bit limited in that you, you're having to take her with Sabe, you're having to take her with Handmaidens as your supports, and like that is limiting, but also the synergies that she provides to the Grand Republic and the Handmaidens are some of the best in the game. Royal Command being able to give advances to any character in a unit you select, so you get multiple characters moving off that. You can order anybody. Uh, she's really strong offensively for what she is. You wouldn't expect her to be a big damage dealer, but she can focus, dash, and then make a 10-die attack that is going to deal like significant damage, is going to be pushed, is going to be knocking out conditions. She's also making her handmaiden stronger. She's giving Sabe support. And yeah. she just overall, with coordinated fire as well, is, is dealing out lots of damage. She's got this really good support aspect, but unlike a pure support, she also has some like power to punch. She's a, In my opinion, she is the best primary in the Grand Republic. I think it's close with Mace, and we'll get to that when we get to Mace, but I think for me, she's the best Grand Republic primary. I, I think she's has two things that really go for her. One, I, I just talked about Maul not lifting the other people up. I think she lifts Grand Republic up. That other primary is going to yeah. get better because of because of Padme. The other thing is, yeah, she has a, a, a punch that she brings that just for some reason isn't in Galactic Republic right now. It's just different. I think one of her biggest drawbacks is that you are completely stuck in what she's doing. She is strong and flexible. Yeah. If you're running her, you're running Grand Republic. You're not... You might be able to, but that's, that's I think, the biggest drawback. I've had some success with her outside of Grand Republic. I think that her, her box alone is strong enough within itself to just be powerful. In addition to these other things that were said, I agree she should be an A. I also think she has a... She is a very hard character to shut down. And part of that is because she has access to recover on her defensive expertise. And mm -hmm. one way to shut down a character's activation is to condition stack them. And because of that, it's really hard to pin her and strain her and disarm her to make her activations less effective. And a lot of her effectiveness is moving other people with the royal commands. So you always feel like whenever you activate Padme, you're always getting full value from her. Yeah, I, I think that's right. So my thought... I have never played with or against Padme, actually. My worry with Padme, right now at least, is that Sam said that she does not need to be brought with the Republic. But it worries me that if she's not being brought with the Republic, then the question is, is she she's competing for your non-Republic list spot with other really excellent primaries? And so my worry is... I'm not I'm not positive that she's an A, but I also am the person who is least qualified to talk about her in this, and that I'm thinking she's more in the B just because I think 
that's kind of where I st- sense the Republic is. But that's 100% just my bias on that. I agree that the Republic is generally B, but I think Padme is the best of the Republic, and therefore she is an A. Yeah, and when you say you, when you and Scott say best of Republic, do you mean I assume best for cost? Right, is the idea? Just I mean, best. Yeah, best okay. best figure uh, that is a primary in the Republic. Wow, that's that is because yeah. man, it is really tough for me to think of <laughs> Padme being better than Mace. I, I have played half a dozen games with Mace, and he just his he feels like his problem is the fact that his the the people that are coming with him are just not strong enough. And so I know that Padme does yeah. not have that problem, but he just feels like such a strong piece. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it, we have to examine it in context. Yeah. If you just said, Agreed. hey, let's put Padme and Mace and just see who can kill each other. Of course, yeah. Mace is going to win that. Totally. But you have to look at what they can bring because yeah. he just doesn't have the same squad point she does. And the things she's bringing are just better than the things he's bringing. And she enables yeah. them and makes them even better. Yeah. I, I think that's excellent observations. Okay. Sam, tell us about Obi Obi Wan. Yeah, speaking about more Galactic Republic, Obi Wan. Speaking about how I just said, I think Galactic Republic is mostly a B tier. I think Obi Wan is a B tier primary. I think he has an excellent identity. I think he can dish out great damage with a low there. I think his order control is really cool. However, I don't think he does as much for Galactic Republic as Padme. I think she enables them more. And hmm. I think he's even less splashable than Padme. You really can't bring oh, yeah. Obi-Wan in a non-Galactic Republic list. I think he's good at what he does, but uh, what he does is not broad and solid, but not spectacular. Sam, question. If Obi-Wan had better clones, would that be enough to... Is, is Obi-Wan's problem simply that he doesn't have handmaidens as his natural support to make him better? If he had clones that were comparable in power level to what the handmaidens are bringing, would you put him as an A? I might. I would have to see what those are, but that could definitely change him if he had better characters that he could enable. Yeah, he can we'll enable think about this. not as better as Padme. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me think about it like this. What if there was a, a, a Republic unit that was clones, but simply just had the handmaiden text. Would that be enough, you think, to make Obi-Wan an A-tier? When you say, like, if, mm. if you just took the handmaiden card and replaced yeah. handmaiden with clones? Yeah, made them clones, right? Where they are, they're doing a very similar, they're doing all the same things. They're just clone, uh, the supporting, because the idea is that if we've got clones that are doing that, that's also going to work, obviously, with Rex. Well, yeah, with Cody, right? And so I'm saying if, if if the Republic had a clone unit of a similar identical package to what the Handmaidens are bringing, would that be enough for Obi? No, because they no. wouldn't have Hunker anymore. No, yeah. The Handmaidens don't give the Hunker. I also just... I don't think he quite gets there either. I think okay. that his ability is solid, but I don't think it's quite there. I think it would move him up a spot or two in my B tier. I think it would just okay. put him like the top of B. Yeah. The okay. handmaidens are better defensively in some ways than the clones, if you look at them without hunker tokens, um, because the handmaidens have an okay defensive expertise. But, I mean, it just comes down to, we have to examine our primaries in the context of what they're bringing and who they're supporting and what they're doing. And yes. so all of these tier lists are going to be are going to change. When Ewoks yeah. come out, I think General Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to maybe get some new life 
where Hunker is going to come from other sources. He's not mm. completely bound to clones. And so we can examine where he, he sits on the tier list in those times. I just don't think that Obi-Wan does enough offensively. Like, there's a thought of like, okay, he's pretty solid, which is why I think he's a B tier. I agree exactly. But he just isn't doing as much as the other primaries get to do. He's not enabling what the primaries get to enable. And the handmaidens are good because they have Sabe and because they have Padme. If I, I wouldn't bring the hob handmaidens in any other context than with sure. uh, good Padme. Point. So they aren't flexible. Yeah. Yeah, they're narrow, they're narrow and strong. When we look at what Padme enables compared to what Obi-Wan enables, Padme enables damage, she enables movement, whereas yeah. Obi-Wan is enabling defense, which I think is just inherently weaker in the game right now. Yeah. I think that's, it's hard for me because Obi-Wan's figure, he's such a defensive figure, and while he's not spiking 11 damage, he is doing very consistent damage, shoves and pushes and all of that, and it hurts my heart to see him as a B, and I think that a lot of players who maybe are not in our particular pocket meta will think that this is ridiculous, that he's one of the strongest, if not the strongest primary in the game because of his identity, but... I agree. I mean, it, it just does not feel like what he is bringing to the table is enough to, to change the math there. So, KJK, tell us about Asajj. All right. Uh, Asajj is I'm, I'm very good at mobility, very good at displacement, in theory, has some good <laughs> attack, but the yeah. whole of it, she's incredibly force-hungry, she is not incredibly flexible. I actually don't even know if she has a great... Like, even with Mama T, I don't know that she has a great list that she belongs in. I think she almost yeah. needs to be run with Maul. I really, really wanted Asajj to be very good. It just seems like the sum of... Her, she is less than the sum of her parts. Like, yeah, you look at that. Force Push, you look at her damage, you look at Slippery, her her dash away, and you think each of those checks a box of cool things. She doesn't make your other primary better. She doesn't really make the rest of your list better. I think she's a C. Yeah, I I agree with this. I mean, she's not yeah. a D, but she feels very much like a C in terms of she has this super cool kit that just never feels like it's quite firing. Absolutely. I think... And also the interesting thing, JK, we brought up where like she wants to be with Maul. It's like, okay, but does Maul want to be with her? Yeah. Right? And that that's one of those things is like, okay, well, there's this very niche scenario where this figure can work, but it's just not optimal. It's not even better. It's just yeah. workable on some level. And I think her force push, like force push is great, especially in the context of things like OB two, where it's like, I need to get you off this this point, but I can't attack you, so push you. But yeah, it's just it's too expensive for what she's bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think she has a place in premier lists, specifically to counter these pieces that are hard to get off via attacks, like Obi Two or Dooku, which is yeah. why she's not dear. But I still think she's I'm mean, D tier. Yeah, combine those words. The sum of her is just that C, as you guys said. Yeah, one she, other thing, and this is, again, everything is contextual, 
But what Scott said and what Sam have said in terms of what she's bringing to the table, the question is, is there really nothing that can do that better? Maul can also displace OB2 off of a point, right? And so she has this really cool kit, but it's just not clear that anything is working in the way that it should. She also doesn't have yeah. top tier damage. Like she maxes out nope. at nine. I think Asajj is someone who I don't know if she need. I don't think she needs a rework or a, even really a, a buff or anything like that. I think it is more the idea that we just have not found what is going to work with her. Maybe. Well, actually, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what it is that she needs because it feels like she's on the verge of force push cost is one. Now she's broken. Right. And there's a lot of things that could happen to just really push her over the edge. I don't know what it is, but I agree. She's solidly a C tier. Okay, well, I am going to be talking about Dooku. And I, okay, so I think that Dooku is at least an A, if not an S tier. And here's here's my reasoning why. Dooku is an archetype, he is an archetype defining hero. He, may, he does for the Separatists what Obi-Wan does not do for the Republic in that he gives them the resources and the tools that they need to just completely swarm a game. Sam talked about this a lot when we first started playing about how Dooku's activation often feels like two activations because you're moving lots of things. Dooku, and it's not just that Dooku is moving things, but Dooku is going to move and another Separatist figure is going to move. And then the Magna Guards are also going to advance. And there's just so much that's happening. His, I have only actually played Dooku in the Ahsoka list. I haven't actually ran him in the uh, Dooku droids list, which I think is also one of the best lists in the game. But he is super defensive. He does not cost you force. He gives force refresh. He can be extremely punishing if your opponent comes up and tries to make an attack and isn't able to get attacks through. Now all of a sudden you're going to have this counterattack. And when your figures get wounded, which your opponent naturally wants to do, he has an ability to respond. He just feels so extremely strong. I have been... I have never felt Dooku's. I think his only real problem is that his offensive spike is not what Grievous or Vader is bringing, but that is his only problem in terms of ranking him as a primary. That that's my thought. So, so my thought, I am very confident putting him in S tier. Is he in the lower end of S tier because of his offensive lack? Sure. Yeah. But I feel very comfortable with him in S tier. I think the fact of the matter is if you said which primary has the most like good pairings with other primaries, I think it's Dooku. Dooku pairs, Dooku pairs with Vader. Dooku pairs with Grievous. He pairs with Maul. He pairs with Talzin. He pairs with the Soak. Like he just pairs pairs with with a ton of people. Yeah. He pairs with Anakin. I bet he pairs with Mace. I bet he pairs with basically everybody. That's a great point. Nobody doesn't work. Yeah, you don't want to attack him. He can shut down attacks. He's when when you're wounding people, he's refreshing. Here's the thing: Grievous has to wound people to refresh. That before Caesars, even Django has to wound people. But when you're wounded, you get force back. Fantastic. Great. He, yeah, he's just enabling a lot of things. He is punishing your opponent's progress. He is controlling. He's giving lots of movement. I think he is. Yeah, maybe the lower half of S tier, but definitely S tier is I feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, right. I agree with everything you just said there, Scott. I think he is S tier. Again, lower end, but he does exactly what you want him to do. And yep. even though 
He does not spike damage. He consistently does what you want him to do when he attacks. He will 100%. reposition or shove someone twice. Yep. He's going to do that. He's going to get likely three steps through on his Makashi side. Two if you yep. were really, really bad. And that's enough. That's what you need yep. him to do is just control one point. And he's really hard to get off that point once yeah. he's there. Yeah, and again, because it's not only that he is coming to the party, but that he is moving a figure and bringing the Magna Guards to the party, right? And that is, it just makes him so strong. JK, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, makes, when he's on the board, you have to change the way you think about a lot of things. And that, even by itself, I think puts him in that S tier. We'll get yeah. to a different figure that I'm a little bit lower than on everyone else, I think. But when Dooku's on the table, I have to rethink the whole list. You look at everything and you go, yeah. I need to rethink everything on here. And it's not just, I need to think about what yeah. I'm doing with Dooku. It's, I need to think what Dooku is doing with everything else. And I yeah. hate him. Yeah, he is. He just brings a lot. And I think Scott's point is actually, I think, the best point in that he has no bad pairings. There is not a single, I, I, I suppose, maybe with some Galactic Republic list that is terrible, he is not ideal, but he has every single good primary he can go well with, right? And so that that's a really excellent point, especially for the Premier format, right? Yeah. All right, Scott, let's talk about the Grand Inquisitor. I I don't even feel qualified to talk. I've played against him once. I've never ran him. You sh why did Kenny, I have a Darth Vader sleeve on my arm. That, why would that, you that, bear this this way? You know why what? Would you Let's bear this this way? That's a great point. Here's a question. <laughs> Sam, do you have any real good thoughts regarding the Grand Inquisitor? Because my sense is just to put him in D tier. I've only played so, against him yeah. once and he was bad. So I have yeah. a hot take here. I okay. think the Grand Inquisitor is the second best Inquisitor and <laughs> is not quite D tier. But he's actually C tier. Okay. Because he by himself is fine. He has a free dash. He has yeah. decent offense with an early reposition. Yeah. Can, his expertise chart is good enough to get you some spikes. He can move somebody else on his turn. The problem, I really think, is half of the Inquisitors are awful. Like, yeah. They just... And yeah. he his support does not support great figures. And I think that we have to put him in D tier for that reason, because like, if we say, okay, if he was a support or if he was a secondary, okay, great. But like, he's not, Yeah. if you're bringing him, you have to bring inquisitors and yeah. the only good inquisitor outside, uh, I, technically Vader's an inquisitor, but outside yeah. of that is the fifth brother, which yeah. he just gets splashed elsewhere. Third and fourth sister, like are, We'll get to them in yeah. the future episodes where we talk about our rankings. Yeah, but I, I, I think he just he belongs in D. Someone has to be in D. You're, you're yeah, right. I tried to be contrarian, but you're right. And here's here's my thought: is that I think the Grand Inquisitor has a cool novel kit, and that is awesome. But so does Asajj, and she's C. And Asajj, at the very least, is not coming in trail with the worst figures in the game, I think, in terms of those other yeah. Inquisitors. I, I will say, he apparently went 4-0. I don't know. I mean, 
Inqu- the Inquisitor didn't go four and zero, but in the little Idaho tournament, man running GI yeah. went four zero. But he's a D, he's a D character yeah. to, to, to deal with it. Yeah, I do think Secrets Uncovered is the most overcosted ability in the game. Two four yeah. for something that, on average, does absolutely nothing. Yeah, is ooh, that's rough. Yeah, if if that cost one, that would be a really that would be a very different value proposition. But the other thing is, you know what also costs two force? Mind trick, which literally shuts off an opponent's attack, right? Force push costs two. That sounds right, because force push costing one is busted. Force for secrets uncovered two. Yeah, like these abilities make sense why they cost two. Secrets uncovered, that makes no sense. Yeah, I okay. think in, in theory, it's about hey, um, I have a figure, they have a figure, they're tied, Uh, I can't swap it away, but I can at least take it away from them. But basically, you're not even giving yourself a point, you're just taking one from your opponent, which they'll probably take back anyway. Yeah. He does does some interesting things, but I I just don't think... It's nowhere close to where it needs to be. And maybe we'll get the, the guy who went... Who had this... Who had the GI in his list, his premier list, and see if what he what he has uncovered because it's not as though we have seen him being played i've played against him and he was just terrible and so i i i don't know okay let's talk about vader scott tell us about yeah i mean darth vader is my pick for the best figure in the game primary figure i think he is comfortably s tier i think the the thing is is we look at vader and we we talk about i don't think he has as many good pairings as dooku by the virtue of the fact that he turns melee figures on. Agreed. But he has a lot of good pairings. He has the offensive capability that is maybe not the exact best, I think. Well, actually, you know what? Considering that a lot of the other characters' offensive capability is as good because of him, maybe he has the best offensive capability in the game. He just murders things. He has the ability to advance for a force to deal two extra damage. He has riposte. He has ability to, when he's wounded, hit you back. So he's fast. He's deadly. And he's giving three extra dice to all of your melee figures if they're willing to take two damage, which is a really easy proposition for a lot of people. He makes Magna Guards way better. He gets Grievous way better. He makes Maul better. He makes everybody with a melee attack better. So the fact is you've got a super powerful unit that also just makes everything better. It's not keyword related. It's not yep. faction related. It's just, do you have a melee attack? Here you go. Yeah. And I will say when I have heard people criticizing our fawning over Vader, they say, oh, it can be a trap or it's not. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know the, the brain space that they inhabit. Because the thing about what Vader is doing is Vader is bringing all these additional dice to the table that you are the one in control of whether or not they get deployed. It's not your it's not your opponent's decision to say, oh, I'd like you to take two more damage and roll three dice because it doesn't matter. It, it's no, you're doing this calculation to think, should I do this now? Do I need to do this now? And if you don't, you don't. He, Vader is still an incredible piece by himself. I think his only real problem is he has no vertical movement, at least without doing his, his attack and climbing the tree or whatever it is. But that's his only, I think his only weakness is a lack of vertical mobility. Yeah, which honestly is not a huge deal. It Agreed. depends on your the, the terrain. Are there ladders? If yes. so, you're fine. And also, Vader is not really worried about objectives mostly because he's going last. He's just enabling other people. Yeah, 
I will say that the one kind of downside you can call to him is he gets a lot of extra dice, but his tree maxes at nine, right? Double checking. I think so. Yes. Plus two, but he gets plus two damage from his force advance. So he's, and he's maxing out at 11 if he's really going for it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'll only do 11 damage if he spent a force, but otherwise he'll do nine damage and he'll push you three times. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, Vader's incredible. The one uh, shame is that even though he has a Galactic Republic tag, is he's not a good Galactic Republic figure because yeah. none of the Galactic Republic supports really benefit from his identity. Which I think is actually a good... That's a great point, is he is not... He doesn't really have any of these pairings with the Republic that I initially thought maybe could work. Obi Vader, Obi Wan and Vader. I thought, oh, this could be really cool. It could be the super defensive list, and that that is clearly just not where he's meant to go. His force multiplication is doing so much more when you've got these melee focused figures. So uh, that is a great point. Okay, Sam, we made you take the the cheap shot on um, taking the Grand Inquisitor. So do you want to take Lumi? Sure, I can do that. Okay. I think Lumi is C tier. Yeah. I do. I think that she does not bring enough to the table to justify being any higher than that. Blow the Force yeah. is a real cool identity that yep. feels like it should punish your opponents for spreading out damage, but most of the time they... Uh, don't have to spread out damage because you're playing squishy clones. Where you just uh, one shot them, one shot them, one shot them. Yep. You're not really getting okay. much benefit from that. The dash is great when you wound somebody. Yeah. But her offense is poor. Sure, mobility is bad. You have to pay a force for a dash. Like, ugh. Yeah. That's a bad rate there. I actually think she's a D tier character. Ooh, that's a hot take. Let let me go with this. In three months, are you ever going to run Lumi? Uh, Don't think about it. You know you're you're not going to. No, I'm not. I'm not going to, is the thing. No, I'm not. She's the problem is is that the clones, what what she is she's like Obi-Wan, but worse in that what she's bringing to the clones they're not able to take advantage of in a way that is really meaningful. So the supportability is not that strong. And as a piece, she's not like Vader. She's not even like Obi-Wan in terms of being able to roll a ton of extra dice. The idea is I think maybe she's meant to be paired with Barris, which is its own problem in terms of dice consistency and everything like that. And so her activations always feel kind of meh. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can justify calling her a D, but that is that is a really hot take. I mean, so I felt she was a C tier, partially because like healing is not it's just not as important. And it's like, okay, spend two to heal something. It's like, okay, but it's just not that big of a deal. Yeah. Cause either to get max value out of that, they're near death anyway. Okay. Are you going to spend two force to heal five health? Like if they're only halfway. So it, it's just not amazing. I think yeah. JK actually makes a pretty dang good point. I'm yeah. not going to run her. To be fair, I'm not going to run Obi-Wan either, but a reasonable person would run Obi-Wan when new stuff comes out. I don't see us running Luminaro when new stuff comes out. What what does Lumi do? She If you get a 1 in 7 perfect lineup of your activation hits right when 
your figures are about to die, you then have the pleasure of you held two force that entire time to do it. So she has to have the force. She has to be in this situation. She has to be within three yeah. of the person who is about to die. The, the more I think about Lumi, the less I like Lumi. And, and honestly, I, re, I played her the first time and thought, oh, I like what she does. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. That, it's hard. You know what's interesting is that, well, no. I think my problem is I'm biased towards her and that I want to keep fighting for her to be better. But honestly, it, I just cannot think of a scenario in which she is even the Galactic Rep- If you're running the Republic, I can't even think of a scenario in which she is the one you take over Mace or Padme or even Obi-Wan, yeah. right? And so, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it, I almost want to switch the Inquisitor to C tier and Luminara to D tier because, <laughs> okay. like, all right, on some well, okay, but like, think of it this way, right? Like, I want her to be at C tier. I'm not sure. Mainly because my first game with her, I played Vader Luminara, and she healed Vader ten health, which yeah. was fun, but also yeah. like whatever. When I'm thinking about like, okay, how will I argue with J.K. that she should be tier- C tier? And I was like, yeah. I have literally no argument for this. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I think yeah, right. I think JK made you made an excellent point for swapping her and Grand Inquisitor. I can tell you some arguments for Grand Inquisitor. He's more defensive. He's more offensive. He offers more movement to your list. When he gets his identity off, it's more impactful. Oh, yeah. Let's let's oh. put him up there. He he wants some stuff in Idaho. Well, let, how yeah. about this? How about well, I mean, we are just going to say that this is we we will keep track of this as our comparative ordering, and she is the worst of the D tier at this point. Which I okay, man, that makes me feel bad. But honestly, the more I think about it, I think my problem is just that I actually haven't thought about Lumi in the last little bit. But and it's also I wonder if Lumi, what she really needs is is a when we played IA a box like list that is hyper-defensive and can win the attrition war in the negative way, which is just not possible right now. There's just too much offense. And I wonder if maybe there is the point at which she can reach it, but we're not. We're obviously not there, and I unfortunately cannot disagree. So Ahsoka. I believe I'm probably lower on Ahsoka than most people. So I talked okay. about Dooku earlier. When you see Dooku, you have to think about the list. When you see Ahsoka, you have to think about yeah. Ahsoka and avoid Ahsoka. And I've never Great been point. afraid of Ahsoka when I've played her. Even when she like gets an attack off, I think it's just yeah. fine. I really kind of want to put her in the A tier, but I think she's a B tier character. And again, I think I'm lower than, it, than you guys are, but that's where I start. And I'll let you guys lift her up because I also haven't played excess amounts with it. And I think Kenny has. So I think I have overrated her a little bit. Um, Because I felt like, oh, yeah, she should be an A tier. But I have only ever played against her in the context of of Dooku Ahsoka. And I'm running Vader Grievous. And she and Dooku are sort of teching against Vader Grievous in that they punish, she punishes you for wounding people. She's hard to one shot. She's impossible to one shot if you have the force. Can't one shot her. Yep. Right? Uh, And she's pushing the damage back. Uh, She's got. Awesome movement if you're wounding a ton, which Vader Grievous is. And honestly, if you want to push her off a point, half the time she's going to defensive expertise unless you've exposed her. And she's going to just jump right back on the point. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, yeah, she's A tier. She's a monster. But I have not played some other lists that probably don't care about her as much. So while I would say A tier, 
I think that I recognize that that's probably an overestimation based off of our conversations. So I would feel comfortable at B tier. Yeah. So I will say I am, I think probably the most partisan fan of Ahsoka in this group. And I think she is a solid B character. I think a top of the line B character. But the reason why is that she is a tech piece. She is not a list or an archetype defining hero. She is incredible in premiere lists because of her ability to be a tech piece, but she's doing something very specific and requires pretty careful piloting because she is not very strong offensive. She's very rarely, she's very unlikely to one-shot anything, to be honest, with the exception of the Republic. That That's not why she's there. What she's there for is to do her out-of-activation dash and then attack either to maybe displace or to get some heals off and to just be this really strong kind of control piece, especially in the face of super aggressive lists like Vader and Grievous. So. I, I love Ahsoka. I think she's an incredible piece. And for the foreseeable future, I will be running her in a lot of lists as tech. But I, I, I am totally fine being in the B tier. But she is better than Obi-Wan because she's freaking awesome. So, sorry, fanboys. I also expected to be the one arguing her down to B while Kenny and Scott put her in A. But it sounds like we're all in agreement here with yeah. her being a very powerful tech piece and a very yep. well-designed character. but. Yep not defining of the design is impeccable. Yeah, she the, her her design is great. And again, what she's doing is she's not making your list better, really, as opposed to someone like Dooku or Padme. But what she's doing is making your opponent's list worse and giving your yeah. opponent lots of hard choices, right? And that is that's why she's so strong, right? So. With, and that's the tech piece, right? Is some lists get made worse and some lists don't care. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's talk about Mace. So I think that Mace, I want to put Mace as an A, but I think I'm going to get a lot of pushback on that. Here's, let, let, let me say this. I think Mace is an unbelievably strong figure because he has this, his abilities are incredible. He costs no force. He is very difficult to remove. Your opponent gets very little benefit for doing that. And he continues to just be a battery engine for for your list. I think Mace's only problem is that the Republic, who he is coming with, is bad. And he he doesn't have Obi-Wan's problem, where the thing that he is giving the Republic is something that they can't really capitalize on, can't really take advantage of. His problem is just that they are just not at that power level. I mean, what he's doing is he's giving this protection yeah. and steadfast, right? In this bubble, he's giving really strong, consistent offense. But it's just... What list does he go in? Well, he goes with pawns and the arfs, and then it's like, well, who does he go with? And it's the Republic or something. It doesn't matter. And then it just doesn't feel that great. Yeah, I think for Mace, he's going to sit at the top of B tier or the bottom of A tier for me. Uh, Maybe not even the bottom of A tier, just for right now. He's below Padme for me, but he's above Ahsoka. I think that he is offensively very powerful. He does give great things. And honestly, he's bringing arf troopers who are the best clones, in my opinion. Yeah. So he's the only bad thing he's bringing is pawns. And so once yeah. we have some more options there, he'll definitely go up in those estimations. I think my issues with him are are twofold, which I think make him a little bit more niche. One, his Shatterpoint card ability, I think, is really hard to depend on. It's hard to plan for. And sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's just real crappy, and it's not going to do much for you. Um, yeah. If you know your Shatterpoint card is coming and you can plan for it, then fantastic. Yeah. But if you can't, and which is most of the time, it's just kind of like, eh. And yeah. I I love the fact that he gets protection instead faster than five. I wish it was global rather than five. 
or I wish you didn't have to be engaged because I, when I've played against them, I played against Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters. So I'm like, haha, Mace is engaged. And now all my stuff has protection and steadfast. And Mother Talzin went, you get away. And now yeah. no longer engaged. Yeah, agreed. I think the new mission pack will benefit him in that regard because we've seen that it's closer together, that he can have everyone within his bubble. But I also put him at the top of B tier, partly because my I only allotted five slots for S through A <laughs> in my ranking, and he's number six. He just missed out. I didn't want to overcrowd. Part of this is it's all comparative to other people, and I just think he's just outside of that top flight for me. That everything he does is great, as you said, but it's your opponent has some measure of control over where whether your identity is impactful in the game. Because yeah. they can play, play in a way to disrupt it. What do you think, JK? I've been trying to think of ways to elevate him to A, combating what you guys are saying, because I feel like he should be in A tier. Yeah. It's bad to punish him because he has to bring pawns, but he has to bring pawns. And... Yeah, he is. It feels like he's just a step outside of the best at a lot of things to put him into a tier. If you didn't yeah. have a in comparison, a lot of force, you could run Maul. And I think Maul is better for a person that yeah. wants to include all this force. Yeah. I think the other problem is it's interesting to, go, to compare him to a figure like Dooku because they are very similar in terms of what they're doing, what they're kind of bringing to your list with this. Uh, this out of activation movement for other things, strong defensive kit, everything like that. And he just does not have the support that Dooku has, right? And that obviously weighs him down. If that, who Mace came with was a Republic version of Magna Guards, he would be S tier, I think, because they would be doing a very similar thing, right? If Magna Guards were Republic, Galactic Republic commandos, then this would change the calculus. But where he's at, what he's doing, I think, I think this is right. Okay. I'm actually going to call an audible here. I had forgotten to include Mama T in my initial scrum. And so we're going to do that. But I want JK to be the one to talk about Mama T because he is the one who has been playing her the most, at least in our local group. Ugh. Is everyone okay with that? Yeah. I am up and down on Talzin. I, she is an incredible control piece. She does so much and lifts beyond her weight. I, I can't decide if she is a tech a high-end tech piece in that she's a B-tier, high-end B-tier, or if she is just a like good a, figure. Like Ahsoka. Like a, yeah, like, like Ahsoka. I genuinely struggle thinking about her because she's not the most powerful. Her attacks are yeah. good. That being said, Wrath of the Great Mother is a top three innate ability. It's yeah. being able to walk wherever you want to go. She has the ability to pull two people off points to score two objectives, I mean, yep. by moving someone out and getting her own objective. And maybe I'm just sour because I've had a couple times where she's low roll. Yep, I think I'm fine with that. I put yep. her in an A tier. She strikes me as Ahsoka, but like a combination of Ahsoka and Padme, where she is make she is bringing this really strong control piece while also enabling these other units. And so I, I think she's a pretty solid A. I've only played against her once. I've never run her. I'm not going to quibble here. I was thinking more B tier because okay. I was not impressed when I played against her. But I think I don't have enough experience. I, on paper, I think I agree, A. Because yeah. I read, like, yeah, like, Wrath of the of the Great Mother, 
and manipulating hand, and I go, all right, cool. You just move them off the point. That's fantastic. I think I will choose to omit my anecdotal experience and just say, yeah, I feel like A tier is fine. What do you think, Sam? Again, I was pretty strict to myself with putting S through A tiers. I wanted to kind of keep my fail right. So I've, I've put her in B tier. Okay. Uh, I think that like Maul gives a similar level of control. Um, yeah. That's much less force hungry. And he goes in much the same lists. So I think he that's often beats her out in slots. Uh, though I do admit that she has a very unique tech piece that gets around the, the tucking in of characters. Yeah. And that her counterattacks are easier to get off than Maul's because yep. his is only if he's wounded by melee, whereas hers is global. So I do, do see where she has some specific text there. But I feel like both those figures occupy the same spot, and I like Maul more, which is why I put her a tier below him. I think that I want to keep her in A just because I think that she brings a lot to lists in a way that these other B fi- and and the lists that she is bringing it into are better than these other B figures that we've got. I do can totally see her being a, at the end of the line and or maybe at the top of B tier, but I have just seen her played against JK and I played one so I played a few games against her with JK and I played one other game against her and every time she just has an incredible impact in terms of you have to position not just around her, but where she's going to be placing your figure. She can completely turn off lots of abilities. She's good into Kalani. She's, oh, there's just, I, I think that she can just bring a lot to the kit. So I'm happy with her at the bottom of A. Okay. Scott, let's talk about Anakin. Yeah. Let's talk about Anakin. So I've gone back and forth on Anakin. Sam and I did a, a point shatter point about Anakin and kind of talking about him. And for me, Anakin is one of the best offensive figures in the game, especially considering if he doesn't do it the first time, you can spend some force to try again. So if you want to kill something, there's not much better in the game than Anakin Skywalker. And the fact is that if you kill a a primary or secondary, you are moving the struggle tracker one additional, which can help you come back from a deficit, help you clinch out that win. I'm one away from ending the struggle and the tide might turn. Well, guess what? Anakin's going to do it. So he has some really impactful activations he can have hypothetically. Yeah. The problem is he's not fast enough. He's not offering really any support to anything else in his list. He is alone. He's a kind of a single lone wolf in the same way Maul is, but Maul doesn't have the force demands. Yeah. And Maul is faster. And so I feel that Anakin belongs solidly either at the top of C or the bottom of B. Ooh. I think an argument made for either. But I think that I think Obi-Wan is better. I think Ahsoka's better. I think Mace better. I think he's better than Asajj. Um, <laughs> and I go. think that I I think that I think that if I had to pick one or the other, I'd put bottom of B. But if yeah. you guys were like, nah, he sucks, which you probably won't, but if you were I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with top of C. What do you think, Sam? So I love Anakin. He's one of my favorite characters to play. I love putting him in lists. I've defended him before. As I've really thought about him, I do think he is just the top of C because of the demands he puts on your list building. You can make him pay off like in a big way. Anakin can be the reason you win a game. And 
he can do some really cool things, but you need to give him some extra speed with Ahsoka or Rex to get him there. And he also yeah. needs force, so he needs like a Maul or a Dooku with him to give him some of that force or a or a mace. So then you're putting him with mace, that means you must take 501st and Arf and Pawns. Oh. So you have 501st and Pawns in the list. Like, yeah. yikes. So I love Anakin. I really enjoy playing him. Um, I'm going to bring him in some premiere lists because I think there's lists that make him work. I think that C is just a fair spot, though. Yeah, I think that the biggest problem is what you just mentioned, which is I think he is very hard to bring in premier format list because if he's coming in a premier format list, that means you're not bringing one of two Vaders, right? And that is just a really tough nut to have to crack, right? In terms of how, what is your, what are your lists doing if you don't have one of these Vaders? I'm not saying every premier list needs to, but it, Obviously, that is a decision that you're making. Anakin's a hyper carry, and hyper carries require a lot of resources. And I, we, I, I have never seen him be able to be consistently used effectively because of that, because of that demand. I, I think top of C, when we originally created these rankings, we had a ranking that was, you must build around him. And that's not a good thing. Mm. And I think that's where Anakin yeah. lies. You must build around him. You say, Great this point. is Anakin. This is an Anakin built around list. He's not a fourth figure in a premier list. He is a first figure that you add figures around. And he's, I yeah. think he, I, I think he has great qualities. He does what he does better than anyone else. And that's what honestly probably makes him not yeah. a, D tier because if he didn't hit hard he'd be nothing that's yeah. that's my thought yeah it's it's so funny because he's like the anti-vader yeah. with him you want to build things that will make him work but with vader you want to build around him because he makes so much other stuff work such a great point dark side such an excellent point dark side giveth yeah Is that the point whoa all right this this took a turn <laughs> i think the other thing is also is to compare as we're looking at this tier list look at maul and what Maul's doing for your list and look at what Anakin is doing for your list in terms of they're kind of these lone wolf characters going off to do a thing, really cool, etc. Spike damage, blah, blah, blah. But Maul is taking no resources from your team, whereas Anakin is literally consuming almost your entire force budget. And when he's wounded, he yeah. is consuming your entire force budget. Which is tough. Yeah. Okay. Sam, Grievous. The debate is, I don't know what our debate is going to be here, but I'm really interested in your in your take. I was really toying between S and A with Grievous. Oh, man. I think okay. Grievous brings some incredible things to the table. I think he can move a Separatist army in such a way to just swarm the board that can be insurmountable. Yeah. I think his offense is incredible. I think the fact that he has a dash for one expertise on one of his defensive sides makes him really hard to remove off points. His yeah. defense, though, is awful. It He's is very awful. Easy to, he is very easy, especially for a primary. He is very easy to wound. Agreed. And his identity is not impactful. His best ability on his card is appetite for destruction, the yeah. extra movement and attack from the droids. Yep. But his identity is... Not the easiest to pull off. When you do get it off, it's good, but it's not something that you plan on when you're building a Grievous list. You're bringing him yeah. for his offense and for his movement. 
I decided to put him at the very top of A um, in Oof. my in my toying between the two. The other thing that also made me almost put him in S tier is I looked at the long shake stats. And he has, for characters with a significant amount of plays, so 700 yeah. plus, he has the highest win rate. That's, it's higher than Dooku, than Vader, than everybody else. And that, I've... I think he's incredible. I think he's very easy to pilot. Yeah. At first, I thought maybe he isn't, but no, I think he is. I think he's a relatively straightforward model. He tells you what he wants to do, move a bunch of droids forward, and murder people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that is just spot on. I would put him... I don't know if he's better than Maul. He probably is. I feel comfortable talking. I wouldn't put him at S tier. And my argument is, I we kind of brought this up because in our data that we've been gathering, which everyone should be submitting to our Google sheet, the link is in the video description or the podcast the description. Notes. It's also on our Slack and in the shoutouts. It's everywhere. That Grievous is the most played primary. And it yeah. wins a lot. But who are the people that are going with Grievous? It's These Dooku. Two. And yeah. it's Vader, right? Yeah. For, in yep. some ways, like, yeah, Vader's an, or Gravis is an offensive beast, but he's an offensive beast because he has Darth Vader giving him three extra dice and he can heal the damage. Yeah. Right? I mean, and he is giving Magna Guards or Battle Droids a lot of movement, and that's fantastic, right? Especially because yeah. he's advancing and they're following after him and all that's great. But Dooku's moving Separatists and Grievous is only moving Battle Droids. So it is, while not a big deal, it is slightly less flexible. Um, yeah. Then, and and so there is something to say for that, especially as separatists get rounded out, uh, and as we get more things, the future proofing um, is just kind of there for Dooku in a way that it isn't for Grievous. So I think Grievous is a fantastic figure, but I think he's an A. Yeah, I think that my thought, because I honestly, my instinct is to make him an S tier, but I think that when I think about it, he is the best he is because of the other two S tier characters. And that without Dooku or Vader, he is, I, I don't think he is as, as strong. I mean, I know he has the highest win rate on Longshanks, and I have actually not parsed in terms of who his pairings are, but I would be shocked if his pairings were not Vader and Dooku with all of these wins that he's getting. So I think that that is my thought. I think that the reason why Grievous has the highest win rate is because it is very clear in which list he's supposed to go. He goes in that list and he does that very, very well, right? Whereas like Vader, I could see people trying to do weird kind of experimentation whatever and then it just doesn't work out as well but my instinct was to put him at s but i'm totally fine with him being top of line a because he's such a strong piece although his defense is terrible, terrible. i'd love one-shotting him it's awesome terrible okay jk tell us about cad bane you no know, i don't have a ton of experience with cad bane so i'm going to give a general gut shot of a few watches i haven't actually played with him I okay. think he's an A-tier figure, okay. um, but that might be because he's bringing a fantastically cool little toolkit. His Some of his parts seem greater than what they are. That being said, yeah. I really don't have a ton of experience. I mean, he's, what, a month old, maybe? Sam, what do you think about Cad Bane? Because I've, I've only played, I played against him twice. What do you think about him? You've probably had more experience. Yeah, so... My hot take is that he's C tier. I, I think, think he's 
Yeah. Wow. I was going to say yeah. B tier. I think that he is easy to play around in yeah. a way that is it just he's he brings a lot of good things that is easy for your opponent to mitigate. His ability yes. giving your opponent the choice of what to do is a bigger drawback than I first read it. Like it's still two bad choices, but the yeah. fact that they get to choose is is rough. Sometimes yeah. you're going to put that expose on them because they aren't leaving. And Cavs main offense is good, but it's not. I'm going to blow you up for sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, additionally, if he's engaged with someone, he doesn't get his cool jump thing off. Yeah. Is you know like you can yeah. shut down that ability, and if he gets wounded, oh boy. Oh man. You're, yeah. It's a sad no. Cad Bane once he gets wounded and his defense is not great. Um, yeah. he, his identity is incredible. Yes. And part of it might just be that the other thing is that with his nine points, it really wants you to bring Aura. And I think Aura is just not great. Yeah. I think he's better with Django Fett. And then yeah, you're feeling like, every, why am I playing a better. point down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you're playing a point down and you get one less force because of that. That's like the trade-off that you're getting for bringing nine points. Yeah. And so you feel like you're missing out on something when you're bringing CAD. Yeah. I think as bounty hunters get rounded up, he'll go up. But right now, I think he's seen. Yeah. I've, I've never been afraid of CAD Bane, which I think speaks to Sam's point. I think that CAD Bane's ability to force refresh and pair with Django is what gives him strength because it means like, hey, you're going to have a lot of force refresh, but he's also only bringing two force. Yeah. So I think he has to come with something with a lot of refresh, and he has to come with something that, like Maul, that doesn't require something, or or Dooku that's that's going to refresh it for you. It's just like things that don't have as big of a, a force economy need. Yeah. And I just think I could take CAD, or I could take other stuff. I mean, yeah. I think I think the thing is is that CAD just does not. Where he currently is, I think it's because we just he does not have support. Aura Singh is not as good as Django Fett, and so why are you playing a point down, right? You're you. There's no reason to do that when you can. Django Fett goes in plenty of other great lists, right? And so maybe it's the case that we get a five cost supporting unit that is awesome, and it's like okay, here we go. This is the pairing, right? I don't know what that is, but right now, Cad. When I have played against Cad. He can do really cool stuff on his activation, but like Sam said, giving your opponent agency to be like, would you like to dash or would you like a, a wound and an expose? It's like, well, that's Mace. So I'll take the wound and the expose and you try and one-shot me, right? It's It, it just doesn't work in terms of... Yeah. That's not true. It can work. It can do some great things, but you don't want to give your opponent those choices, right? You just yeah. want to say, you're you're dashing. Get out of there, right? I, I just want to say, I just want to apologize to Sam in our discussion about Padme and, and, and Bane, because after having played with them and against them, like my opinion on them is just flipped. Oh, that's think, right. Yeah, that's right. I think I think I saw Force Refresh, and I was like, Force Refresh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. he's giving out all these conditions. And then I saw <laughs> Padme, the Republic sucks. And now yeah. it's like, no, Padme is the glorious angel of the Republic. And Cad Bane's like, okay. Yeah. But like, yeah. you don't want to bring him. It's... Yeah. You'd like to have more force. Yeah, I yeah. think the Django discussion mm-hmm. honestly drops my feelings on him quite a bit. You can bring Django with everyone. 
And spoiler alert for the yeah, next yeah. rankings, Django's going to be high. Yeah. There's going to be like a, a S tier, and then there's just going to be Django fest. Django, Django <laughs> tier. The, the Django tier. I mean, that's, I think the interesting thing about Cat is that Cat is just a worse Django fat, right? <laughs> like, tease, he is bringing, he's not bringing, I mean, Django doesn't bring force, but also, you know, he's not. To be he, fair, that's he's because, bringing back force. Force, that's exactly right. And also, he's bringing what, at least one more force, and that his, his primary is at least probably bringing one more force, if not two more force. So, I, I I want Cad to be awesome. His model is incredible, and he's got this really cool kit. But I'm I'm just not seeing it there. Okay, so looking at this, here is our here's our spread. I like it's it's not a perfect bell distribution, bell curve distribution, but I like kind of how it looks. Do we do we have any closing thoughts regarding where everyone is? Maybe a last minute audible as to where figures should go. What what do we think? This will change. It, That's it will thing. absolutely no. change. These absolutely. are these are these are all subject to the current meta. These are subject yeah. to our opinions. These are subject to our, I, I am confident people are going to uh, hit us up in in the social medias and the the comments and say you guys are idiots. Vader's D tier and Dooku's C tier, and I think Luminar is the best figure in the game. And we're going to say, I congratulations on your recent brain surgery. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> But like, it's our opinion. Yeah. It's our meta. It's what we're yeah. running. So we don't have as much experience. With some of these, like between all four of us, we have a pretty good amount of experience with all of these figures. But yeah. you know, like some of them, we just don't. And yeah. as is the case with these games, we might have undervalued or overvalued something because we haven't seen or figured out the puzzle. Maybe Grand Inquisitor is a lot better than we think he is. Yeah, and sure. He, we just haven't run him yet. So like, and and as new stuff comes out. These lists are going to change. Mace is going to go up. Someone might come down. Uh, it's just the nature of the... And the mission packs is going to make a big difference of what's viable. I'll yeah. say we okay. also, because we are running a lot of Vader, Dooku, Vader, Grievous, Grievous, Dooku, we have to build everything around those. In a different meta where those that get run... Yeah that is going to adjust rankings because if you're not saying, what do I have to do sure. to answer to Vader? And and maybe somewhere out there, someone has yeah. figured out why Vader is bad that we just have not parsed yet. I don't necessarily, yeah. like we've tried a lot of things, so I don't know where that would yeah. be, but yeah. it could be. But yeah, mission packs are going to be huge. Here's my open invitation. Anybody yeah. who says Vader is trash, let's play on TTS, wherever you are in the world, and let's hash it out. Yeah, I I've done I that a couple times so far. Yeah, I will just say that is a great point, Scott. Like, it's not like we have not had no contact with the outside world regarding our plays. I will also yeah. say I could see it very well being the case that a figure like the Grand Inquisitor moves up and maybe Mama T moves down, right? As they become a little bit more clear what their top end is and what they're bringing to the table. I could totally see like a little bit of movement like that. But I like at least the general form of this list. I do think it's the case that Vader and Dooku are just clearly the best figures in terms of what they're doing and especially especially what they enable your other lists to do. So when whenever I hear people criticizing Vader or criticizing Dooku, what I never hear is a reasonable discussion as to what they're doing for other lists. It's like, well, Dooku's damage is low and Vader doesn't have a jump and everything like that. But honestly, you know, oh, Vader's super easy to kite. He's super easy to hold down. It's like, well, that's great. Vader's still splashing out tons of dice. 
right? Yeah. That's what's so crazy about him. So, and we have to recognize with the primaries, I think with the supports, the the and the secondary arguments that we're going to make, I think it'll be more straightforward. Where a lot of these discussions are about what you can bring. Yeah, Vader and Grievous are a lot better because you can bring Jango Fett, Fifth Brother, Magna yeah. Guards, Obi Two. And you can't do that with everything. And absolutely, I think the point. supports and the secondary list is going to be a lot cleaner because I think there is a pretty decent order of magnitude going down of, wow, this does a lot of things really well. And 501st, yeah. um, that's the bottom side. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the primaries, it's, it's so much is what can you bring? And how do you affect, you know, seven other figures on the board where the other secondary and supports are more or less, you're affecting maybe one or two other figures, but it's really just what can you do by yourself? Teaser teaser for the yeah. next one. Yeah, it'll be really good. I think that what we're going to plan on doing is maybe do a mini stravaganza discussion, not a in-depth review of everything that's come out but just our general impressions and we want to keep doing because these because tier lists are just fun it's really fun to talk about them it's really fun to argue about them so we'll definitely be doing i think we'll do the secondaries next we'll talk about why Django is just the best figure in the game and then we can you know move down to talk about why the magna guards are the best supporting unit in the game and everyone just kind of orients themselves in that universe but all right everyone Thank you so much for listening. It's been a little bit long. I apologize if you've only been listening to this on audio. We will actually include a screenshot of the final tier list along with along with the episode, just so you have a chance to see it. But we'll, I will just say that I think it would be most profitable to watch this on YouTube, where we will be uploading the edited video. So anyone, everyone, we want to thank everyone for listening. Join the Slack. Our cards, the Dooku Obi-Wan promos, have gone to the printer. So when they get them back, they will be out for distribution. So join the Slack. Rate and review the podcast. Answer the poll question. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs>